0: Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode of Sports Headlines. Um, Welcome to December. Um, Here in Cincinnati, we actually got some snow on the roof, uh, a little bit stuck to the ground, so that's a pleasant surprise. Um, I am bringing to you um, our first December episode. This is going to be uh, the Sports Headlines mock draft. John and I made a mock draft. I'm also going to give you our power rankings. We didn't do those last week um, because of Thanksgiving, but we're bringing them back to you this week. And... um, just covering the last two weeks, week 12, or week 11 and week 12. Um, I would like to take a minute um, and inform you all that Doug Peterson is a bad head coach. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh-huh. The, um, the article for today's uh, under today's episode is um, about the Eagles just not knowing what they're doing and um, Doug Peterson blamed the Eagles inconsistencies on a lack of Jalen Hurts reps, essentially saying Jalen Hurts was not um, involved as much as, as he wanted to um, and the lack of opportunities they've given, they've given him, which then begs the question. So then who's the head coach? Cause if you're the head coach, then you should be able to fix that. Right. Cause you, you, you're, you're an offensive guy. You're not. It's not like you're def, like a defensive coach at heart, like uh, Bill Belichick or or um, Matt Patricia, no more. But um, it, you're, you're you're an offensive-minded coach. So why are you going to be the one that says that second-round draft pick, the quarterback who went to Alabama, then went to Oklahoma, but is really really versatile? He could probably play receiver, tight end, or even running back for us. He's that good, that talented we need to give him more opportunities. Who can I, who can I ask? Hey, um, who would be able to, Hey, Hey Jeff, Hey Jeff, Hey, hey Jeff, can you, can you give Jalen's Jalen hurts? You know, the guy we drafted in the second round yeah, can you give him some more opportunities in the offense? Oh you, oh, you can't. Oh, I, I can't, I have to, I'm the head coach. Oh my goodness. I thought I was still being carried by Frank Wright. He hasn't worked here in how many years? Oh. Oh, wow. Man. That's tough. Yeah, so Doug Peterson is a comically bad head coach. <laughs> An Eagles receiver last night did not know he was supposed to be catching a screen pass. There was a screen called. The offensive lineman uh, you know, moved out of the way to go block for him. Like, you know, you're doing a screen pass and there was no receiver there to throw the ball to. So Carson Wentz was basically waiting with D-Lyman coming in his face and he had no one to throw the ball to. It was was ugly in that uh, Seattle-Philadelphia game. I mean, Philadelphia is supposed to have a good offensive line. Seattle has a bad pass rush, okay? Seattle's pass rush is not good. Carlos Dunlap, is their best pass rusher. They traded for him midseason from the Bengals, and he is not prime, Carlos Dunlap, going to get you 12, 12 and a half, 13 sacks a year. He is an older, not, he's still good, but not quite, not, not a premier pass rusher in the league, Carlos Dunlap. And that pass rush led by Carlos Dunlap was just in Carson Wentz's face all day or all night. And um, they were they were just getting to the line like that, instant block sheds. Uh, if you're playing Madden and, and you've got an X-factor, say you have an X-factor Aaron Donald on the line, and, and, and you do a, a rush move, he's lit up, instant block shed. That's what was happening last night, except it was in real life against real offensive linemen with, with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, who are two very, very good pass rushers, but not like they were... I mean, even when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, those were the premier guys in the league um, in terms of pass rushing. They had one of the best pass rushes. They looked like that Eagles pass rush, once again, pass rush, front four, not front seven, not secondary, but front four looked really, really good against that uh, Seattle offensive line. But the Seattle D-line looked equally as good with probably about half the talent against that um against that Philadelphia offensive line and boy oh boy that was ugly um we're we're going to see we we're, we're going to when we when we do the mock draft you're going to see um you're definitely yeah, when we do the mock draft you will see what we think will happen with the Eagles um Sean and I have two different you know perspectives if you will but um we'll see what happens with them Um, another thing that really, really intrigues me is why in the world, why would Doug Peterson just, I mean, the Eagles are not the most talented, especially skill-wise on offense, right? But they have... A potentially top five, top eight quarterback in the league. Potential. He has not played like it at all, but potential. Um, and it, it's just, you should be able to have more offense than you did. You scored a garbage time touchdown, got a two-point conversion, made it seem closer than it really was but you guys were going to lose that game. And it's not even that Russell Wilson threw for five touchdowns, no picks in 400 yards. And then Chris Carson rushed for another hundred on the ground. I mean, your defense did reasonably well against Seattle's explosive offense. And um, you know, Tyler Lockett barely had any catches. Um, DK Metcalf was the guy and, and you had your best corner Darius slay on him. I guess what I'm trying to say is the Eagles just have no direction. Justin Herbert film session uh, that Sean just posted earlier today. Um, and then I think tomorrow we're going to do a uh, Tua Tagovailoa film breakdown to see if he can be the uh, Dolphins, the, the franchise quarterback for the Dolphins for the next 10, 12, 14 years. Um, but let's get into the uh, power rankings, starting at the top. Um, I've got the Chiefs at number one, obviously the Steelers they put as well. I have the Packers going up three spots, I think, um, with, with Equinemis Saint Brown, and Alan Lazard coming back from injury. You've got Aaron Jones, of course, back from injury. And um, Jamal Williams looking good. Devontae Adams. Mark Wesvat and Scanling has taken steps um, the past two weeks. He's catching a lot better and a lot more frequently. And that is amazing as a Packers fan to see. Now, he did have that fumble, but he was – he. I mean, with, they wouldn't have even been in that spot to give him the, the ball on the screen pass in overtime if he hadn't caught that ball um, – on the third and 10 when, when uh, they were backed up <clears throat> and they're inside their own 10 yard line. And Rogers threw that ball from the end zone. Um, I've got the Buccaneers falling three. Sean also has the bucks falling three. Um, that is Sean's biggest faller in uh, terms of the, this week's power rankings. And, and I've got the saints going down two spots as well. I'm, I was just more impressed by the Packers and, and the Seahawks that they're going to stay put um, really only because it seems to me that The Seattle Seahawks aren't quite the the well-rounded offense. They seem either too one-dimensional in terms of run or too one-dimensional in terms of the pass. Green Bay's running game is more explosive than Seattle's running game. I think that's a plain fact. I don't think you can really debate that. Um, If you just look at their variety of backs for both teams and the production of those backs. And then the passing game. Seattle has a really, really explosive, explosive passing game, but if they want to run on the run, as we've seen the last few weeks, then they kind of get away from the pass, and they don't have necessarily those big explosive plays, which the Packers can have while still running the ball and focusing on the run. Okay. Or if both teams wanted to focus on the pass, right. Maybe Seattle has a slightly more explosive passing offense. If they're going, you know, Russell Will Wilson, Hey, listen, throw the ball 50 times a game. There is Sean Davis. Um, but I think Green Bay overall has a more well-rounded offense than Seattle. And then defensively, I was just talking about Seattle's pass rush. Philadelphia, they, they looked like broken turnstiles, though, at offensive line. They were just getting through there in an instant. Uh, let's say hi to Sean, though. What's up, Sean?
1: Hey, thank you for having me on, as always.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I let you. No, I'm playing. <laughs> um, so I'm just, I was just breaking down the uh, power rankings. I did some analysis on the Seahawks-Eagles game as well. Um I've already clowned on Doug Peterson. Is there anyone, any, anything you want to say about Mr. Peterson
1: over in Philadelphia? He should have been fired yesterday. as, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. I don't think I've seen a coach ruin a quarterback's career to this extent. And if it has been something like this, it's like a different situation. Hold on, hold like on. Let
0: me, let me say one, one thing. Super
1: Bowl and then uh...
0: Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy on Aaron Rodgers. I just want to say that. At? I mean, look what's happening right now with Dallas, right? You've got good receivers. Andy Dalton is a capable quarterback. Your offensive line isn't as good as it used to be, but it's still a capable offensive line. You've got a $90 million running back who is, is one of the better ones in the league, or should be at least. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, it's insane what Mike McCarthy's doing doing with, with Dallas. It's terrible, honestly. Philadelphia and Dallas are both a mess.
1: Yeah. And the thing that we had them rank the pieces of power rankings relatively high. Not, yeah, I don't exactly. think top 10 for either, but it
0: wasn't, no, it might've been a little top 10 for offense maybe, but, um, total. Wow. Uh, um, that's, that's bad. Um, anything you want to say on in terms of your power rankings? I know, uh, right now the Rams, we both have the Irish actually, Sean has the Rams at number seven. I have the bills at number seven. Um, the Bills moved up two spots for me. The Rams stayed put um, for Sean. That's being blocked out right now by the uh, title bar on Sportscaster. But um, anything you want to say about your, um, your guys?
1: Um, uh, oh, no. Well, can you go down to the next one? To What's that? Nine through twenty, maybe nine through nineteen. San Fran, they get Jimmy G back, and they stay. You know, they stay in it only a game back. Them and Minnesota, or a game back. Yeah, Minnesota's a solid playoff contender. Okay. Um, yeah, then That's Minnesota both one game yeah. back of Arizona.
0: That's your that's your tier. Oh
1: playoff contention. Yeah,
0: Where's it go straight players. from up? You, you you like to overdo it on the tiers, in my okay.
1: opinion? Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're both <laughs> the shade. And I just, come on. See, this is why you don't get guessed. I quit. Um uh yeah, they're both one game back of Arizona. Arizona, put this in my notes. They gotta find some sort of consistency on offense feels like the game plan – I mean, I guess it's supposed to change in some ways week to week, but it feels like it's erratically changing. Like one week, okay, we're going to push the ball down the field, air it out. The next we go, Kyler, you're going to throw five-yard passes every time and not really going to run the ball with you as much. Now, you, I want you, I want you to be a pocket quarterback. Like, it feels like it's changing erratically, yeah. and the defense are blitzing Kyler a lot more. So let's see how Arizona adjusts Indianapolis people for the 50,000th time. They do not have an elite defense. Reach. Stop pretending hey, like they man. do. Amen. They don't.
0: Amen. Greatest
1: at a stinker game. Minnesota has quietly this year put together one of the most explosive offenses, and that's credit to – Dalvin uh, Cook. Dalvin Cook and Justin – Dalvin Cook. And although, Justin although,
0: Jefferson. although he did get hurt, and I think he's going to mix miss next week. If, if, um, the if Jaguars, he's,
1: he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he's their whole offense right now. Him and Justin Jefferson. That's Adam Justin Thielen's Cousins. aging. No more Stephon Diggs. Kirk Cousins um,
1: played a lot better recently, so watch out for Minnesota. They the biggest game for them because I mean, says they lost to Dallas. That shrinks their margin of error. Because so I was like, okay, they can lose to Tampa. They can lose to New Orleans. and still have a shot to make the playoffs. Now you got to beat one of them. We I mean, you face New Orleans in week 16, I believe, Breed should be back. Yep. So, I mean, I think Tampa, the way they're playing, that's a more feasible win than it was, on do know, two, three weeks ago when they beat Green Bay or whatever. But you got to get one of those now because you lost to Dallas last week. Really like what I'm seeing from Minnesota. Uh, in New England, um I mean, what quarterback could go 9 for 18, less than 100 yards, two interceptions, and your team still wins the game?
0: That was, um, that was an ugly game. Um,
1: the definition. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's, I guess you could say that's my, that's my little quick thoughts. On yeah. my
0: and um, in case you all are being blocked by the uh, Sportscaster title bar, number 18 team for both of us is the 49ers. Um, I've got them plus four. Sean has them plus two.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, 49ers looking really good this past week. Kyle Shanahan, give him credit. Give him some credit. Uh, he, he's looking like, I mean, shoot, they go 8 and 8. Put his hat in there for Coach of the Year.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it appears that the sports headline stream actually ended. Um, so, I will start another one of those. And um, if you're listening on the podcast, big thanks to you all as well. But we're going to. Um...
1: Well, while Warner does that, this is the perfect time to talk about to shout out our sponsor for this episode. Well, today's episode is presented by PodGo. PodGo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from PodGo. Apply today, become a member, and immediately be connected with advertisers to fit your audience. That's podgo.co at Co, And be sure to add our podcast for 10 lines in the How Did You Hear About PodGo section of the application. co podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O we we'll right back after a quick break, and we'll be getting into the second half of the episode, which will be Mock Draft season. Okay, welcome back to Sports times Before, this is the second half of the episode. Before we get into the episode, second half, this is the Mock Draft. Um, Since it's Mock Draft season, this is the perfect time of the year. It's the perfect time of the year. Charming Warner from the back round it is mock draft season and i am santa claus black santa claus it's the most is okay i don't know what that was anyway it's mock draft season baby uh as we get closer and closer to the draft evaluation process it's the perfect time to become a patreon member if you want to support the channel warner will put the link down in the chat um if you guys want to support uh, you guys can join an all-rookie team for $1 a month. You guys, This will give you information regarding where we upload access to exclusive fantasy draft boards for fantasy basketball, football, and baseball. Fantasy basketball is coming up soon as well. You also have exclusive access to the SH mailbag. If you have any questions, comments, or you just want to talk to us, we'll answer and respond to your uh, comments or what have you in the episode, uh, in an episode following the comments being made or whatever. Uh, you can join the star player tier for $5 a month. This will give you access to exclusive film sessions for the NFL and NBA. Speaking of which, go check out my film session I did that was released about an hour ago discussing yeah. Justin Herbert and whether or not he is the best quarterback in his rookie class. And we and got we another one coming tomorrow. Another one coming tomorrow yep. on uh, Tua. If Tua's the yeah, friend. You, know,
0: you know what we should do? If we're gonna do a two of one, we might as well do one on Joe Burrow and then
1: what's the point? All three. He's perfect. I quit. <laughs> He's the best quarterback in the league. What do you mean? Step aside, Patrick Mahomes. Here's Joe Forget Burrow. Mahomes. <laughs> you also get discounts up merchandise up to 20% off when we release merchandise hopefully at the start of the new year. Um and the superstar tier ten dollars a month. Uh, this will give you also still exclusive film session access for the NFL and NBA and access to the monthly updated draft boards for the NBA and NFL, the thing we are about to get it to now. So monthly update is key here because um, we technically did this at the end of November. So this kind of count, we're going to count this for November and we'll do another one at the end of December. Um, and for the film sessions, there's two on YouTube. So with what when we do a film session on SportsCaster, you can find those immediately following on YouTube. If there's any of the film sessions; they'll be available on Patreon. I have some. I have a Justin Jefferson one coming in the future. Yep. So stay tuned for that. With me and Warner gonna do a Tampa Bay Buccaneers one on Thursday. Look at their offense. Yeah,
0: um, I just want to comment on that real fast. We we like to do a lot of film sessions and a lot of our stuff on SportsCaster, but that doesn't always work out. Um, And so sometimes we have to record it ahead of time and we'll put it on YouTube for you guys or a Patreon, depending on which one it's for. So um, make sure you guys are checking up on the, on the YouTube page or, or on Patreon. If you so choose, Um, we're at Sports Headlines on YouTube, as we always are. Um, It's been a while since we actually last uploaded. I looked at it um, and it's been it's been a minute, but we're we're um we've got some some really nice film breakdowns going for you, and yeah, we got another one on Thursday. Although I believe that one's gonna be live here on Sportcaster.
1: Yep, that will be here on Sportscaster. Once again, just to remind you guys, uh, any film breakdown on Sportscaster, maybe we'll do one a week, so you guys can. Uh, if you guys aren't uh, uh, supporting on Patreon, guys can still get some film sessions. But yeah, guys, we really appreciate you guys with uh, support. Maybe you know I'll dock. Maybe I take out. The superstar one, or I don't know, maybe you know, make it easier for you guys.
0: Hey, man, so, all rookie team. I, I love the all rookie team. It's it's yeah, cool. Rookie,
1: it's it's cool. cool. It's cool. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. We've done all rookie team, one dollar a month, star player, Love you guys. Superstar tier. Love you guys. Um, once again, patreon.com/slash/ sports headlines. I believe we want to put that in the chat for you guys already. Yep. And with that being said, are we ready to get into the mock draft? Let's First do it. Let's year? do it.
0: We didn't all we right. didn't uh, finish our power rankings, but basically. The Jets are the worst team. Uh, the Eagles dropped a lot. The 49ers went up a lot. The Bears dropped a lot. So, um, here we go.
1: Yep. Uh, had some, yeah, my bad. The I'm,
0: first I'm, overall pick in the 20, uh, what is it, 21? 21, 21
1: I think, yeah.
0: Whatever. Is for the Jets, and they will pick Justin Fields because they're idiots. Um wouldn't
1: no. <laughs> be surprised, about Being i be completely honest with you.
0: I, I did a, i did kind of a fake you know introductory first mock draft uh, it's not this one this is my first official one but i actually had Kyle Trask going to the bears at what 16 or whatever just because the bears would have shown in the past that they will definitely reach for a quarterback um, and uh, yeah so so uh, be on the lookout for any dumb decisions we are not responsible for those teams'
1: draft choices
0: With all yeah. that being said though uh you got the Eagles trading up here uh, to the number five overall pick.
1: Yeah. Um, so I had the Eagles. You have the – so obviously, spoiler the Chargers and the Eagles, they trade here. Kyle Pitts is going to be the guy. Like, here's a couple things. I don't see the value in number five. I think Pitts will be there at eight. You Look at the value. I, the Giants are going to take Pitts. Who's seven, Atlanta. I think Atlanta has more position needs than a tight end. And I think a team like the Eagles – would be desperate enough to get a guy, Jamar Chase, number five on the board. And if I'll be honest with you, if Jamar Chase goes past five, the Giants, I mean that are receiving of course necessarily a, a need. It's good enough. But if Jamar Chase is sitting on the board at six, I'm taking Jamar Chase. Alana, Julio Jones, too long how long he's gonna be there, you have to pay Ridley eventually. I'll take it Jamar Chase, right? So I think Ale- I think Philly would be desperate enough especially to get a new coach in the offseason to go snag Jamar Chase I think LA again he's going to be there at eight Kyle Pitts should be there at eight because I mean the John Ingram and so on and so forth
0: yeah and, and this um this draft order is also subject to change this is based off of uh week 12 at the end of week 12 stats so um just just that's that's why the order is this way um I can definitely see a world though where the Chargers go to the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles don't even offer a trade, but the Chargers go to the Eagles. Like, hey, listen, man, for a first-round pick and a third-round pick, and for, for a first, a third, and a fifth, we'll let you trade up four spots up here to number five, and you can hop over your division rival in the um, in the Giants. You can hop over the Falcons, who are another NFC team that could possibly be looking for a receiver, and you can draft this alt, like this star talent in uh, Jamar Chase. He's not our guy. We're offering it to you, but if you don't take this, we'll take him and um and or right. we'll see what You're we can missing. get. We'll and enforce their hand to training up and you get more draft picks in, in that um so I do like I like um where that's going. I I did see we have a different pick at pick 6. Um the top 4 are the same, pretty self-explanatory. Um the quarterbacks, the the Jets and Jags need a quarterback, the Bengals need an offensive lineman desperately. And uh, Dallas needs help in the secondary because whenever Mark, whatever corner Mike McCarthy touches, it just turns to dust and can't cover anybody. Um, so uh, you had Micah Parsons, the uh, linebacker out of Penn State, going. He opted out this year. I have an edge rusher from Miami, Florida, uh, Gregory Rousseau. Why, why, why did you pick Parsons um, for 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 the Giants? And I'll I'll explain my my uh, Rousseau pick.
1: Yeah, I. I... I'm going to say this. I understand why you picked so. I'm not even necessarily going to disagree with it. But um, I think linebacker, yeah, yeah, Blake Martinez, but come on.
0: <laughs> he has looked better with the Giants than he has on Green Bay. He's, he hasn't looked good, but he has looked a little bit better. So a
1: tad I'll, I'll
0: give him a little bit of credit.
1: A little bit. A little bit just midge. Um But, yeah, I, I think, you know, how long is Blake Martinez going to play? Uh, like a replacement level linebacker keyword replacement level micah parsons uh has elite up, has a high, very high upside. Uh, I like this pick for the Giants. I think Rousseau is solid, but I think here they're both position needs, I feel so here yeah, I think you gotta take the better player out uh, of the i I'm gonna take I would take Micah Parsons from the uh New York football Giants.
0: Yeah that's her um my only thing is I think the Giants would be able to get another linebacker who would probably wouldn't be as good as Parsons, almost guaranteed wouldn't be as good as Parsons, but would uh, be, be usable. And then they could pick a top edge rusher in the class um, with Rousseau because their pass rush, they're good at stopping the run, but they cannot rush the, rush the passer at
1: all um, there in New York. All right, so now we are in the seven through uh, – what's that? Twelve mixed mm-hmm. Here so, Here we go.
0: Here we go. Here's a quarterback, BYU, Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah, look, Welcome to the Atlanta Falcons. Zach Wilson goes to the Falcons. I think Rousseau goes to the Falcons because here's the thing. I think – I think they're going to run it. They're going to go at least one, possibly even two more years of Matt Ryan. You're not going to dump that contract. That contract is terrible. Oh, I
0: don't yeah. think you dump it at all. I think you just – I mean – Go, go ahead, go ahead. You finish, then I'll, I'll explain.
1: Here's my biggest problem with drafting a quarterback that's going to have to sit behind, which I didn't – now I think about it even more. I don't really – I dislike the Jordan Love pick a little bit more because, first of all, picks get five-year contracts, so the fifth year being a team option, correct? Yeah, yeah. So let's say Zach Wilson has to sit behind Matt Ryan for two years, right? I don't think he'll so,
0: sit for two. I think, I think it'll be one year and Matt Ryan's going to be out
1: the door let's just pretend it's two that means you have two years of Zach Wilson and then you have you have to decide after the second year really after the third year I mean really after the first year hey do you want to pick it up right no, no, no,
0: no. okay hold on hold on after the third season going into the fourth season is when fifth year op- options are are upon. Are yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying
1: yeah right and I think you know you, you might be able to get another one either later in the draft or even next year. And my God, edge rusher—they don't rush their passer at all. Harry Hamlin, maybe a Grady Jarrett. I think you have to build the defense and get the defense to play better because offenses—they're going to be able to put up points. Can the defense get back to something? They played really well. That Vegas game was very inspiring um, performance out of them. I think the rest of these picks are rather self-explanatory.
0: Um, yeah,
1: um, I, I gave them Quiddy Pay. You gave them to the Vikings because I, I think the Lions man, are still available. They, they, they need to, uh, to to get some sort of a pass rush there. We both have Alex Leatherwood. The Dolphins need, oh my lord, an offensive lineman. Just after watching the film, <laughs> <you have> to, <laughs> my God. Um, and you know, try to try to get the Vikings' offensive line a little more stable. I understand why you got Quitty Pay to the Vikings, but yeah, that, that's just my.
0: Think, think like Everson Griffin-esque, you know, that power rusher um, from the edge. Um, I, I just want to go on um, why Zach Wilson to to the, the Falcons. I think that if you draft a Zach Wilson here, right, that's a nice email you got, Sean. If you draft Zach Wilson um, to – there we go. Sportscaster for us. Um, if you draft Zach Wilson to the Falcons, then you're getting a guy who you can um, sit behind Matt Ryan for a year. And then you can see what you got. You still got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Um, and even, even the Russell gauge there in, in the slot, you just traded for Hayden Hurst. I think it's going to be um, a really good, a, a good pick for their future. Um, if If they take Zach Wilson, because you can sit him for for a year or two and then he doesn't have as much experience and and the likelihood he breaks out like Pastor Mahomes did is is pretty unlikely. You saw this with Aaron Rodgers. They got him on a second contract that wasn't so lucrative um, in the grand scheme of things. So I think if you can get really eight years or seven years of quality quarterbacking from Zach Wilson, who's already sat behind Matt Ryan for a year or two. And gotten that knowledge, maybe gotten this processor more up to speed. I think that's going to help him out in the long run. And then Detroit just takes the best available player right there, and Micah Parsons. And uh, Carolina tries to replace uh, Luke Keekley as much as they can uh, with Dylan Moses there from Alabama. So um, I I I think I think a lot of teams are going to get a lot better in terms of position of need. There was only one team that I was really struggling on. Who is this? Who, who are they going to pick like what what do they really need and what's good value at this spot and you'll see that later in the draft uh where i have i believe my first trade
1: yep and i am struggling there we go all right this is 13 through 18 this is what i call the wide receiver draft <laughs> uh, actually is this identical no i have the niners take you jc horn you have to take uh caleb farley yeah you had caleb tarant- farley going
0: earlier didn't you
1: yeah, Kayla Farley going to uh, the Panthers and J.C. Horn going to the Niners. The Broncos, we both have them taking Sean Wade. Wide receivers, we differ on the Bears. I think they think take Devontae Smith. You think they'll think Jalen Waldo. Nothing, I mean, unless you want to talk about something like here. Um, I think Jalen
0: Wall is just a better, well-rounded receiver. Um, I think he, he would help. But uh, Trey Lance to the Patriots. Bill Belichick, man, what the heck. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, how are you going to replace an all-time great? And then replace him with an MVP who's, albeit having a disappointing season, um, and then have a guy who threw 28 touchdowns and no picks in college. That's just, that's just not too fair um, much at all. Caleb Farley to the Niners, the zone corner. Uh, Richard Sherman is getting up there in age. And then Rondale Moore. You've got Preston Williams and Devontae Parker as those bigger receivers. Now to have the quick, speedy, more well-rounded receiving target rather than jakeen Grant there is going to really help Tua uh, along with the offensive lineman in Leatherwood. Um, at what, pick 11, and then Bateman finally getting real, a real, real receiver um, for Lamar Jackson. Now let's just hope Lamar Jackson's processing and decision-making can get up to speed. Um, yeah, a lot of these teams filling positions in need, which is big for them.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, now, Zach Wilson goes off the board. Uh, in my first line, I'm following a lot more because I think I had to watch the football team taking a tackle here. Um, and I had another trade here, which I'll talk about here in a second. Um, yeah, Dylan Moses goes to the Raiders. The Raiders just need something, man. You have them taking an edge rusher, which is a hundred percent. I
0: mean, Dylan Moses already went earlier in the draft.
1: The, the, um, the all I gotta say is
0: imagine Terry McLaurin and Devonta Smith. Oh oh, 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 that is a scared receiving duo right there.
1: Yeah. Um, now, now, I want to bring up something. I had the Browns trading up to 23. I believe you had the Jags trading up to 23. Um, I had the Browns trading up here. I forget who was 23. Was that? It was the Colts. Oh, yeah, the Colts to 23. I had the Colts and the uh, Browns swapping yeah. here. Because I think the Browns – the, the offense is better. I should have said this in the power rankings part. The offense was better yesterday. They had – on Sunday. They had some – Records of a passing attack. Besides that, once all four, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna talk bad about Baker for the first time in my life. Yeah, yeah, he had a bad throw in the red zone. blatantly bad throw. That's a touchdown pass in the red zone. Uh, yeah, it was just a bad throw. He missed his receiver. Um, and then it, it is lack without you know, that big play threat, well, especially Jayler. with Odell being down. With Odell being down, he might want out. So you can replace that big play threat. i am not saying he's better than Odell. May not ever be better than Odell, but he has that big playability, and is a good enough receiver in every other category. He has good hands. He's a solid route runner, and all that type of stuff. So he's not like these—he's one. He's not like one of these receivers who are only good at like big play or whatever. They don't have the other traits of a good wide yeah. receiver. No. Jalen Waddle's is a good wide receiver, but he really has that big play threat that I think Cleveland needs. Um, the I total- want to
0: pinpoint pick number 22, the first running back going in uh, the draft. A lot of people say, you know, why would you pick a running back um, with your first That's round pick? That. They're – they There, Yeah, they're, I'll explain. The reason you pick a running back with your first overall pick, yes, I know they're replaceable. You can find them. Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, um, – I feel like I'm disrespecting somebody and forgetting them. But um, those are the top two that came to my mind. Um, they, they got picked later in the draft, yes. But if you can get, a, a, like, a, you know this running back going to come in, he's going to be a force, like Travis Etienne is, who can catch the ball out of the backfield, who can run the ball, um, who can, you know, he does all right in, in pass protection. If you can pick him there – you can potentially get five quality years of running back play, and then you don't even have to give him a second contract, which is really, really unfair to a running back. But I think that would be big for the Bucs to have that one-two punch with Travis Etienne and Ronald Jones. Uh, Etienne probably being the better receiver, actually definitely being the better receiver. Ronald Jones has taken strides, but he still isn't quite um, the receiving threat that you want out of the backfield. I think that duo would be really, really, really good in Tom Brady's last year uh, potentially even playing football on that two-year contract with the Bucks, And then I got the Jags trading up because I think they want to nab uh, an offensive tackle, uh, Samuel Cosme, um, before the, or to protect their new quarterback before the Jets can. Um, and if you flip over a slide, then you'll see um, who the Jets pick at their second pick of the first round to protect Trevor Lawrence um, instead of Cost me, of course, who already went off the board.
1: Yeah. Um I had the Colts wait, go back to mine right quick. I had the Colts take an ETN. Uh so that which is why uh you know one had them take it a tight end, but granted he had the Colts trading down. Um Chris Olave uh to the Packers. My God, he is Hey,
0: we don't see that yet.
1: He, he's he's good. He's-
0: we we don't we don't see that slide yet, we're still at nineteen to twenty four.
1: My apologies, um, Chris Olave to the to the Packers. My God, he is he is, he is really really good. And Warner, if you want to you know, want to start with your side or whatever.
0: Yeah, um, the Jets taking Wyand Davis, the interior offensive lineman, um, who actually fell a lot in my draft. I just feel like tackles a more important position, but Davis is a stud. Um, in his own right from Ohio State, back-to-back Ohio State picks um, in Davis and Olave, And, you know, the Jets are getting a, a centerpiece to their offensive line for years to come um, to help protect um, Trevor Lawrence from those bull-rushing defensive tackles. And then finally, Green Bay picks a receiver. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the route running of Chris Olave, the hands, the, all, the well-roundedness of his game, with Devontae Adams on the other side, and then you got deep threats, Lazard and Scantling, and then they kind of do it all to a lesser extent in St. Brown. The receiving core, I will have to say, is finally shaping up. But please take Chris Olave; He is going to be your pretty much de facto number two receiver um, next season. Pair that with Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams in the running game, and then Aaron Rodgers, and then potentially Jordan Love later on down the road. I think I think you're poised for a lot of success and as a Packers fan, I like success.
1: Well, too bad and you can never taste it. And for the people that are watching on SportsCast or now listening, 31, Javon Holland, uh, he goes to the Saints to the vocalist. So I'm going to run it down for the podcast. I'm, I'm going to go through all of them. I'm going to go through all of mine. I want to go through all of his. So uh, let's start from the bottom. Now we're here. Uh, third, uh, let's start from the top. Start from the, start from the top. Um. Number one for me, for the people on the podcast side, Trevor Lawrence goes number one to the Jets. To the Jets. Number two for me, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars take Justin Fields. Number three, the Bengals take Benays Stewell, easily the best offensive te- uh, offensive lineman prospect since maybe Zach Martin, um, Quinn Nelson f-
0: maybe. Quinn Nelson. He, he, he was drafted after right. Zach Martin, but
1: um, really,
0: really similar <laughs> similar situation to the Colts too. You know, star quarterback, number one overall pick goes down to injury. You have a terrible offensive line. Throw in the backup, get a high pick, boom. I mean, that's almost an instant turnaround with Quentin Nelson. I mean, crazy.
1: Number four, Dallas Cowboys. They take Patrick, Patrick Sertain, the uh, second. Number five, trade up for me, the Eagles. They trade up from the Charger spot from number eight to number five. to so grab Jamar Chase. Number six, the Giants select Micah Parsons. Number seven, Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher from Miami, Florida. He goes to the Falcons, number eight. Tight end Cal Pitts from Florida goes to the Chargers. Number nine, Pay, edge rusher edge rusher from the Michigan Wolverines. Hashtag #Fire Jim Harbaugh. I'm joking. He's probably gonna get fired. Hey, though. hey
0: if if Jim Harbaugh gets fired though, look for one of those um, earthquake franchises that's never settled to potentially hire him just because he has experience and has somewhat of a culture.
1: Number ten, uh, cornerback Caleb Barley goes to the Panthers. Number eleven. The Dolphins draft Alex Leatherwood, tackle from Alabama. Gosh, Alabama, some really good tackles. Number 12, uh, interior offensive lineman Wyatt Davis goes to the Vikings. 13, quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State goes to the Patriots. 14, Niners take J.C. Horn, cornerback from South Carolina. Number 15, Sean Wade, corner from Ohio State, goes to the Broncos. 16, start of the wide receiver pool, uh, Devontae Smith, Devonta Smith, whatever, goes wide receiver from Alabama, goes to Chicago. Uh, Miami gets a big play threat, kind of similar to Jalen Waddell, but I think just a better overall receiver, in my opinion. Uh, Rondell Moore goes to the Dolphins from Purdue. Uh, number 18, Rashad Bateman from Minnesota goes to the Ravens. Huh. 19, Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU, goes to the Washington football team. Craig Humphrey, uh, I believe center from Oklahoma, gets drafted to play with Kyler Murray in Arizona. Linebacker Dylan Moses from Alabama goes to the Raiders. Defensive lineman Marvin Wilson goes to the Buccaneers. Wide receiver Jalen Waddell, wide receiver from Alabama, goes to Cleveland. at number 23 and 24, the Colts draft running back Travis Etienne from Clemson. Final stretch here, offensive lineman Samuel Cosme, from Texas, who opted out recently. He gets drafted by the Jets. Number 26, the uh, Green Bay Packers drafts wide receiver Chris Alave. Finally. Finally. Um, The Titans draft edge rusher Carlos Bashman Jr. I didn't get to talk about this. Edge rusher from uh, Wake Forest. I didn't get to talk about this. Tennessee has no pass rush at all. Nope. Jadavion
0: Clowney did not work out.
1: Yeah. Uh, number 28, Asante Samuel, Jr., cornerback from Florida State. This isn't a threat to Trey Day White. This is to give him help. twenty-nine, uh, <laughs> Pat Buremias, maybe. I don't know. My bad. Tight end from Penn State gets drafted to the Jaguars. Number 30, Jeremiah Uoso karama I apologize if I pronounced your name wrong. Linebacker from Notre Dame. 31, Javon Holland, safety from Oregon goes to the Saints, and number 32, interior offensive lineman, Trey Smith, goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Warner, it's all yours.
0: All right, let's run through this um, from one to 32 from my side. Um, Obviously, number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Number two, Justin Fields to the Jags. Number three, Penny Sewell, or Sewell, goes to the Bengals. Patrick Sertain goes to the abysmal Dallas secondary, Kyle Pitts. Um, will be the fifth overall pick to the Chargers. Gregor Rousseau um, goes to the Giants at number six overall. Um, at number seven overall, Zach Wilson from BYU going to the Atlanta Falcons being right Matt Ryan's successor, Jamar Chase goes to the Philadelphia Eagles at number eight. Micah Parsons goes to the Giants, or sorry, the Lions at number nine. Uh, Dylan Moses to the Panthers at number uh, 10 overall. Alex Leatherwood, the tackle from Alabama, going to the Dolphins, pick number 11. Quiddy Pay, edge rusher from Michigan, going to the Vikings, uh, with the 12th pick. The 13th pick, Trey Lance, goes to the New England Patriots, quarterback from North Dakota State. Caleb Farley goes to uh, eventually replace Richard Sherman, um, and at the during sorry, at the San Francisco 49ers um, practice facilities. Uh, number 15, Sean Wade goes to Denver to boost up their secondary. Number 16 overall, the Bears finally get whoever their quarterback might be, Jalen Waddle, as help. Rondell Moore goes to the Dolphins at number 17, and Rashad Bateman goes to the Ravens at number 18, uh, premier receiver for Lamar Jackson. The number 19 overall pick, Devonta Smith, the fourth receiver in a row, going um, to match up with Terry McLaurin at the nameless football team in Washington. Um, J.C. Horn goes to... The Arizona Cardinals at pick number 20. Imagine that secondary. And then once Patrick Peterson um, eventually retires or just fades away from existence um, in his football career, um, Carlos Basham Jr. Goes to the Oakland Raiders at pick number 21. Travis EGN goes to the Bucks to make that offense even better um, at pick number 22. The Jaguars trade up um, to get the Colts pick number 23, Samuel Cosme uh, number 24, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa goes to the Browns, a linebacker from Notre Dame. Um, The number 25 pick, Wyant Davis, um, goes to the Jets to help Trevor Lawrence stay healthy. Uh, Chris Olave goes to the Packers at number six, finally. Quincy Roche goes to the Titans at number 27. Asante Samuel Jr., uh, whose stock is rising, rising, rising rapidly, uh, goes to the Bills at number 28. The Colts uh, take tight end Pat Firmuth. both of us can't say that name and <laughs> number 29 number 30 uh, Christian Barmore goes to the Chiefs to make that team even better uh, number 31 Javon Holland goes to the Saints as a cheap safety um, because they are in all kinds of cap problems and Creed Humphrey uh, will replace David DeCastro and then eventually play center for um, the Pittsburgh Steelers at pick number 32 again draft order is subject to change as the Chiefs will probably win the Super Bowl and uh, therefore not have the 30th overall pick and said have the 32nd. Um, but any, um, we both have uh, edge rushers going to the Titans as here in dire need of one. Uh, I had Carlos Basham going earlier in my draft um, to the Raiders. I don't believe that Quincy Roche went earlier in your draft. So I think um, I have him picked the earliest going to the Titans from uh, Florida, but um we both agree on the Titans needing an edge rusher. Um, unless you have anything else, I am all good.
1: Um, yeah, um, as we get closer to the draft evaluation process, we'll do, I'll do seven round mock drafts for every team. That sounds hard. It's really not. Just do a seven round mock draft and get every team.
0: <laughs> That's good, Hey, <Eddie>. That's <laughs> coming, coming down the stretch. From, I'd say probably rounds five through seven. It's going to be really, really dark. You're not really going to know um, a whole lot about all the guys, um, and you're, you're going to see, you know, what team needs this position, what do teams usually do. Uh, let's just say there's a lot of offensive linemen that are going to be picked uh, later on in the draft, at least from my side of things. Um, Stay on the lookout for our Tua uh film breakdown to see whether he can be the franchise guy for Miami. Um, coming up tomorrow um, on, what, Wednesday? Uh, December 2nd um go put in an ad request for podco.co um and and put sports headlines is how you heard about it follow us on twitter at sports headline eight and on instagram at sports underscore headlines four um this episode was powered by crossover media at crossover 365 on instagram and twitter and uh, be sure you check out our youtube page we're coming a, a lot more faster and more furious um on, on that YouTube page. Um, this is going to go on YouTube, um, and, and support us on patreon.com, um, slash sports headlines. Um, just be an all rookie member, $1. You make, you make about $10 an hour, $15 an hour, um, spare us a dollar. Um, that would go a long way in, uh, us. Uh, we are both seniors doing the college application process. So, uh, if episodes are, kind of lagging behind a little bit um that will be the reason but we will continue bringing us uh bringing you all the latest headlines in sports throughout the next at least five years um let's let's make that a solid thing at least five years we're we're not going to stop after after we graduate so um yeah thank you all for watching on sportscaster listening on podgo or youtube wherever you are um close this out sean
1: Yep. Thank you for watching Sports Headlines. The most authentic place in sports. That hit me because Warner let me close it out. I'm a little emotional. Um, again, make sure you guys, if you guys want to support the channel, uh, go to patreon.com slash sports headlines. Like Warner mentioned, you a $1 a month, get you the all-rookie team package, $5 a month, star player package, and $10 a month, superstar player package. Thank you for listening or watching. Uh, Tua comes out tomorrow on YouTube and Patreon uh, you can actually actually i'll guys give you guys a little sneak peek uh at our patreon you guys can also check out our hold on hold on hold on hold on yes okay i don't know why i don't know why it has that but yeah go check out the justin Herbert. okay i don't hear myself talk i know not hear myself talk go check out the justin herbert film session it's really in depth um and he's actually play Warner. Go check this out. Go check out the video. I want to hear your feedback. Uh, not just Warner, but all you guys. So this is available on Patreon and more. Thank you for watching. And Warner, close it.
0: Yeah, thank you all for watching. And uh, peace out.
1: You're still recording. <laughs>